0: Abide with me, crown him with many crowns, hark the herald angels sing. Have you ever wondered why our beloved hymns were written? The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for February is Eternal Anthems, the story behind your favorite hymns, Volume 2. Learn more at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. This new resource includes background on 50 hymns, Eternal Anthems, the story behind your favorite hymns, Volume 2. So you're a Christian and you are, well, you're having co- some concerns about your mental health. You think you might need to see a professional a therapist or a counselor. Should you be able to go to your pastor and get a list of reputable, at least a, a starting point for reputable therapists that won't steer you in the wrong direction? What kind of therapist should you avoid and what should you be looking for in a therapist or a counselor? Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin, joining us to talk about finding a therapist Dr. Rick Mars, Professor of Practical Theology at Concordia Seminary St. Louis. He is author of the book, of Making Christian Counseling Christ-Centered, and a column for the Lutheran Witness Magazine titled, Finding a Therapist Advice for Lutherans. Dr. Mars, welcome.
1: Very good to be with
0: you. Thank you very much, Todd. Why do you think that mental illness often goes unnoticed in the Christian congregation?
1: Well, there's still a lot of stigma about mental illness that's different than just, say, other illnesses. like heart illness or uh, cancer. When somebody in a congregation gets cancer, we Lutherans know what to do. Christians know what to do. They they often take a casserole over to the, to the house to at least say something, say they're praying for them and provide some sort of help. But I went to a conference several years ago where the theme of it was actually ask me about the no casserole illness. And mental illnesses are like that, that people can Go to a hospital for their depression or their bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, and the church, maybe even the pastor, will sometimes not be there, not visit, not respond to them like they would if they were a Christian who was struggling with cancer or heart disease. So, yeah, the stigma is still there. And that's what we're trying to do. Really happy about this particular Lutheran witness issue that's come out. It's not the first one. There's been a series of three of them now in the last 15 years or so. But you know, we're trying to do what we can as a church to say, hey, let's look at mental illness and do what we can as Christians to carry each other's burdens, Galatians 6 2. And so fulfill the the law of Christ, which that law is love. And we need to be sharing that with people who are struggling with mental illnesses as well. Before we
0: talk about what kind of a therapist or counselor a Christian should seek out, what kind of therapists should Christians avoid?
1: Well, they should probably try to find somebody who is licensed in their field. There are some unlicensed people out there that call themselves counselors, but at least if you go to see someone who is licensed, you know if they're licensed as a professional counselor or a marriage and family therapist or a social worker or a uh, psychologist, which is what my original license is in before I became a pastor, or a psychiatrist who is a medical doctor who gives out the medications for mental illness, they should find somebody who is licensed. So, yeah, avoiding somebody who's probably not licensed and then just asking questions about the therapist because therapists are very, very different from each other. Some of them highly respect the Christian faith. Some of them are Christians themselves, although there's a smaller percentage of people who are Christians that go into the mental health field than in the population in general. But yeah, if they can find somebody who is a Christian that they know respects their Christian faith and will perhaps help them when they're struggling with issues that coincide between what we call Lutheran the two kinds of righteousness, the vertical righteousness and the horizontal righteousness, the created issues in our world and then the vertical issues that are going on between us and God. They want somebody who is going to be very competent in the horizontal issues that they know how to treat PTSD, if that's what they're seeking treatment for. They know how to treat borderline personality disorder or bipolar disorder. But they also want somebody who at least will respect their spiritual questions about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God the Father on the vertical level. And because, again, a lot of Christians who are struggling with mental illnesses are asking questions like, Why, God? Why are you letting this happen to me? and we can't answer those why questions. We Lutherans know that those are not the best questions to ask, but yet we still ask them because we wonder about God's presence in our lives when we're going through any kind of suffering. People with cancer or heart disease also ask those same sorts of why questions, but people with ongoing long-term mental illnesses often ask them, and they need pastors and counselors who uh, can at least help them address those questions.
0: Do Christians need to seek out a Christian therapist?
1: If available, I think that's a usually a good thing, but it varies a lot depending upon what the uh, issue is. If my child has uh, ADHD, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, they may not have a lot of spiritual questions that run along with that, and the parents might not have a lot of spiritual questions. So... A uh, good therapist that is specializing in ADHD with children, even if he's not or she's not a Christian, but they respect the Christian faith of their clients, it might be a very, very good match. But in some cases, there are issues that have a very strong spiritual component to it or theological component to it, like marriage. I always tell students here at the seminary, be sure you know before you refer your parishioners to a marriage counselor where that marriage counselor is about marriage. I know some Christians who are marriage counselors who, after one or two sessions, might say, yeah, it sounds like you two are irreconcilable and uh, should just go ahead and get divorced, and the, the pastor sent them to the counselor to not have the counselor say something like that. Other issues like LGBTQ issues, you know, if a Christian is struggling with same-sex attraction issues or if they have some sort of sense that wonder if God didn't create them in the right body, I would say go to see a Christian on that because those issues for non-Christian counselors are way out on a a leftist uh, progressive sort of bandwidth. If you go to see a a non-Christian counselor for those sorts of issues, they will probably take that client farther into that LGBTQ lifestyle rather than helping them to live out their Christian identity first, their baptized Christian identity first, and then deal with the temptations that they are struggling with that are perhaps unique to them. So yeah, those are at least three or four different areas that it depends on the type of, you know, if it's... Schizophrenia, maybe a good secular therapist, a good secular psychiatrist is going to be very, very helpful to somebody with, with schizophrenia. but with somebody who's asking more spiritual questions about their depression or their anxiety disorder, then you know, a Christian therapist should be sought out.
0: What is a biblical counselor?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. There has been a split in the field of Christian, biblical counseling for the last 60 or 70 years, ever since I started learning about it in in the early 1980s. There are some biblical counselors who uh, say, yeah, I just need the Bible to do counseling. I don't need to know all these other things about DSM disorders or types of symptoms or medical treatments. Again, some biblical counselors do have a high respect for medicine and uh, medical treatments that might be needed for mental disorders. But some biblical counselors might do something like say, well, if you just have more faith, then your disorder will go away, your depression will go away. And most biblical counselors wouldn't do that. But there are some biblical counselors that really their, their belief is more like fideism. They believe in in belief more than they believe in Jesus. And again, just like we have people who are wonderful Christian people who struggle with cancer, heart disease, diabetes, all of these disorders, physical disorders and mental disorders are a result of original sin that may or may not have been exacerbated by the stewardship of the body that we have either taken good care of our body or not taken good care of our body. But biblical counselors might say, well, yeah, if you just have more faith and just read your Bible more, again, not all of them will do that. There are some good biblical counselors that would say, yeah, I'm I'm going to approach this just from a biblical perspective. I don't depend upon diagnostic and statistical manual, and I'm not licensed as a psychologist or a counselor in the state of Missouri or wherever. But I am a counselor who has a certificate in biblical counseling from – some seminary or Christian college program or whatever. And again, they might be a very helpful person, but they probably won't have the same breadth of background as a counselor who is actually licensed in their state. On all of those various helping professions that I spoke of earlier, they have to go through years and years of training. I had to go through like Six years of coursework and three years of uh, being observed by other psychologists before I could even sit for the licensure exam and then become a licensed psychologist. So you know, it's an extensive training process that the licensed professionals have to go through. What should
0: a Christian look for in a counselor or a therapist?
1: I suggest that they talk to their pastor first and see if their pastor has some – knowledge about the local counselors that are in their neighborhood, in their region. And if the pastor has heard good things, maybe questionable things about various counselors and maybe even try to find a counselor that matches with what they want in terms of gender. If it's a woman, she may want to talk to a woman. If it's a man, he might want to talk to a male counselor. That's not always true. About a third of the time, women prefer to see a male counselor. and About a third of the time, men prefer to see a female counselor. But uh, in general, people sometimes like to see a therapist of the same gender. But then meet with that person and see what the relationship feels like after one or two times. Just like we go to see a medical doctor and we may not click with that medical doctor, it's okay to then... Seek a different medical doctor or a different dentist if you just don't think you're clicking with your dentist. It's okay to see a counselor once or twice and say, you know, I'm just not sure this is going to be working as well. I'd like to try a, a different counselor or therapist. And you may go through two or three different ones before you find one that, oh yeah, this feels like, and again, a lot of that is individualistic. The counselor might happen to look like you're I tell students, you're crazy Uncle Joe or whatever, and you just can't see going to a counselor who looks like goofy Uncle Joe. Different unconscious things are at work in in whether it's going to be a good counseling relationship, therapeutic relationship or not. And go and check it out. Check that person out and see if you think it is going to work with them.
0: We're discussing finding a therapist with Dr. Rick Mars. He's professor of practical theology at Concordia Seminary St. Louis, author of the book Making Christian Counseling Christ Centered, and a column for the Lutheran Witness magazine titled Finding a Therapist Advice for Lutherans. The Lutheran Witness interprets the world from a Lutheran perspective. Mental health is the theme of the February issue. An annual digital and print subscription is less than $20. Find out more at cph.org slash witness or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040, the Lutheran Witness Magazine. Are there Lutheran therapists available? We'll answer that question next. Abide with me, crown him with many crowns, hark the herald angels sing. Have you ever wondered why our beloved hymns were written? The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for February is Eternal Anthems, The Story Behind Your Favorite Hymns, Volume 2. Learn more at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. This new resource includes background on 50 hymns. Eternal Anthems, The Story Behind Your Favorite Hymns, Volume 2.
1: What is mental health? The February issue of The Lutheran Witness takes up this question of mental health with contributions from the LCMS Task Force on Mental Health, which is tasked with providing resources for Lutheran church workers to better care for their own mental health and those entrusted to their care. To pick up your copy, visit cph.org witness or visit our website witness.lcms.org
0: to learn more. The Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran
1: perspective your lifeline to the Lutheran worldview, you're listening to Issues Etc. Yes, there is a Messiah in Seattle. Messiah Lutheran Church and Concordia Lutheran School have served North Seattle for over 60 years, and we invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 8 and 1045 with Bible study at 920. Messiah Seattle is proud to support Issues Etc. To learn more, watch our adult information class videos online or on DVD. Our website is messiahseattle.org, 206-524-0024. Our Christian faith is under constant attack, and we
0: must be proactive in keeping our children in the church. At Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas, we believe that an education rooted in God's Word is one that stands against the very gates of hell. Nothing in this world is more important. Offering a rigorous classical Lutheran education, we provide in person and live online remote learning opportunities for preschool through grade 12. To learn more, visit FLSplano.org. FLSplano.org. Welcome back. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues Etc. We're talking about finding a therapist with Dr. Rick Mars of Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. Dr. Mars, are there Lutheran therapists available?
1: There are. There are not as many as what I wish there were. It doesn't seem like Lutherans are going into this field in quite the same numbers that Baptists and Presbyterians and Methodists and Pentecostals are going into the field of Christian counseling. I'm a member of a professional organization called the AACC, American Association for Christian Counseling, that has over 50,000 members And I'm quite certain that it's less than 1% Lutheran. But there are Lutheran therapists available. Several states have Lutheran child and family service type offices that are very committed to working from a Christian perspective. Some have Lutheran child and family service offices that are not so committed to working in their counseling from a Lutheran or Christian perspective. Ever since the publication of my book, Making Christian Counseling More Christ-Centered, I've developed a wonderful relationship with the Wisconsin Synod. And the Wisconsin Synod has an extensive Lutheran Christian counseling organization called the Christian Family Solutions. They have over 110 Lutheran Christian counselors. Now, the Wisconsin Synod offices are primarily in Wisconsin and Minnesota, because that's where a lot of the Wisconsin Synod members are, but they have some LCMS members that work on their staff, and I just, I have thought very highly of uh, the work that Christian Family Solutions is doing ever since, again, they discovered me through my book. So again, there are Lutheran therapists out there, just not as many as what I wish there were. I have friends in Nebraska and Florida who are active Lutheran Christian counselors. I know there are in California and other states, just not as many in all the states throughout the United States.
0: What are your thoughts on online counseling?
1: Yeah, this has really been an important shift in the field. If you had asked me this five years ago, I probably wouldn't have thought all that highly of online counseling. But now then that we've gone through the pandemic and gotten past the pandemic primarily, online counseling has become much more regularly used both by counselors and by counselees. Like I tell students and I tell pastors when I speak to pastor groups, a lot of pastors have a hard time finding a particular type of Christian counselor within 20 to 50 miles of them, which is in driving distance for their uh, parishioners to go to. Now then, with online counseling being legal in all states, as long as you find a Christian counselor that you feel confident about referring in your state, you can't easily cross state lines with online counseling and expect insurance companies to pay for that. But you can cross state lines with online counseling if you're willing to pay out of pocket for your counseling. Yeah, if you can find a counselor In your state, who is licensed that you feel confident about, I would rather have somebody be matched up on online counseling with someone that's 200 miles away, but you can still see them on a weekly basis online, rather than somebody who's not a good fit, who happens to be 10 miles away. So um, the pandemic has made... One of the small side benefits, there weren't very many side benefits of the pandemic, but one of the small side benefits is that online counseling has become much more prevalent. I have one pastor friend, a graduate of Concordia Seminary from about a dozen years ago, who then went on to get a master's degree. He's no longer a parish pastor. He's just doing counseling. He counsels people throughout the state of Ohio online. He doesn't even have a a regular office. He doesn't see people face to face. He just does online counseling. While that's not my preference, I would prefer to see people face-to-face if possible, but online if the face-to-face is not all that available. Online counseling has become something that a lot of people feel very comfortable with, and it minimizes their travel costs, it minimizes time investments, and they still feel like they're getting good counseling online.
0: Finally, how can pastoral care and professional therapy go together?
1: Yeah, there I'd point people to the very foreign article by David Fleming in The the Lutheran Witness because he covers that well. Again, very good articles by Stephen Saunders and others in The Witness. But people with mental illness often know or often struggle with, does God really love me? I still remember a... She wasn't a parishioner in my parish, but she was visiting my parish and when I was a, a parish pastor. And she came up to me. I, I knew she had mental health issues. She came up to me before church one Sunday, as she had done two or three or four times before, and said, Pastor Mars, can I take communion with your congregation today? And, yes, dear. You're welcome to always receive the Lord's Supper when you're visiting us. And she just looked at me and said, oh, thank you. I always feel so much more forgiven when I've taken the Lord's Supper. Here's a woman that had a strong faith in Christ and was strengthening that faith by hearing the Word and receiving the sacrament on a regular basis. But the tangibility of the sacrament, knowing that she was taking Christ's body and blood, was just something that touched her. Again, It it touches all of us deeply when we really consider what our Lord Jesus has done for us through His cross and His resurrection, and that before His cross and resurrection, He implemented, instituted the uh, Lord's Supper for us and after that continues to practice it with us for 2,000 years. But we have this very, as Lutherans, very tangible faith where we know that touching and feeling things, tasting things, makes them more realistic to us, and that's what Again, pastoral care deals with the vertical questions that a person has. Why is God letting this happen to me? Which, again, I always guide students to say, well, slowly try to guide your parishioner to stop asking the why question and start asking the where is God in the suffering with me? That's a Richard Eyer question from his book. Where is God with me in the suffering? And we know that God is with us through Christ's suffering and death on the cross, and through his resurrection, conquering even death itself. We will go through all kinds of Anfechtung, as Luther's word, all kinds of suffering in this life. And for some people, that suffering is going to be physical suffering, again, like cancer or heart disease or diabetes or whatever it might be. For some people, it's going to be mental illness. But through it all, Christ has loved us, Christ does love us. He will continue to love us, and when he returns, he will make all things new. All the physical diseases will be gone, all the mental disorders will be gone. We will be in complete joy with him when that happens. And I sometimes just look up to the sky and say, come quickly, Lord Jesus, and save us from all the struggles, all the unfectung that we are going through here today.
0: Dr. Rick Mars is professor of practical theology at Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. He's author of the book, Making Christian Counseling, Christ-Centered, and a column for the Lutheran Witness magazine titled, Finding a Therapist Advice for Lutherans. You can purchase Making Christian Counseling, Christ-Centered at issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Dr. Mars, thanks.
1: Thank you very much, Todd. Very good to be with you.
0: In hour two of Issues Etc. on this Wednesday, February the 22nd, we'll be looking forward to Sunday morning, according to the one-year lectionary, the first Sunday in Lent. It's called Invocavit, and we'll find out why with Pastor Peter Bender next.
1: Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc., Trinity Orchard Farm is settled between two rivers showing the way to the water of life. For worship that is reverent, relevant, and refreshing like pure water, or for excellent education in a unique setting, check out our church and school. We're just five miles north of Highway 370 on Highway 94 in St. Charles County. Visit us on the web at trinityorchardfarm.com. That's trinityorchardfarm.com. Our phone number is 636-250-3350. I am beautiful because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am accepted because I'm a part of His family through Jesus' shed blood. Unity Lutheran School in East St. Louis, Illinois, shines the light of Christ in one of the most impoverished cities in America. Learn how to support their mission work at unityesl.org. Unityesl.org. Today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I say yes
0: to God
1: in his ways.